0: I'm Cody Crab. I'm Johnny Flores, and we are the hosts of the Podcast Producers Survival Handbook. The
1: Podcast Producers Survival Handbook is here to help podcast producers, editors, and audio engineers succeed while freelancing.
0: Hello, our many loyal listeners. Nice to see you again. We uh, we've been going for a while. We actually uh, we're actually getting some episodes out. This yeah, is good.
1: Yeah, we, we we've been out there in the trenches uh, digging the podcast episode. I don't know where I'm going with that.
0: <laughs> well, I've actually had a couple people reach out to me and say, hey, I found your podcast. Nice job. So this it sounds like people are starting to find us. So that's really good. But Oh, awesome. Um, Nobody yeah, has really, really contacted awesome. me about that. Well, you know, I'm just more popular and I've got well, to be really fair, I just have a better social media presence. Yeah, than you do. That's, so that's true. Is. Um, <laughs> mine, is,
1: mine is just dogs. So, yeah.
0: where that I mean, hey, you've seen social media, that's not exactly a bad strategy. Let's try. Um we have a special episode today, a really special episode yeah. actually. I'm really excited for this one.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm, uh today our guest is Kiffany Staley, friendly legal eagle. Uh and uh I've talked about uh Kiffany many many times on different episodes and uh, I and Aunt Cody in private about um I had reached out to her through my sister who's cuts hair uh Kiffany specializes in um entertainment law would you say i like
2: to say creatives uh mostly because like i don't do like television and some of the like what's traditionally grouped into entertainment kind of um the bigger category but yeah so artists and creatives is more like that small business kind of niche yeah
1: yeah and uh but yeah i i have talked uh at link uh and hyped you up kiff about uh, just like, you know, I had hired you to write a contract for me. Cause I, at, when I first got started, I was using just a generic one off of legal or something like that. And, um, and then, uh, I knew it was part of my somewhere in my next, the three to five year stretch. I was like, I got to find an attorney that can write me a legit contract. Cause I know I'm not covering my butt and I know I'm not covering my, uh, my, uh, clients butts uh a lot of butts that needed to and, uh, need to be covered assets need to be protected yeah, sis- yes yes yeah and uh yes yeah, so well reached-
0: we're gonna get along just fine
2: <laughs> that is that is uh, yeah, the so subtitle my sis- of my book how to protect your ass parenthesis ets without legal confusion oh. yeah.
0: that is so good <laughs> so but, well and i i mean i Uh, Part of the reason I was like, Johnny's like, hey, should I, you know, should I reach out and see if uh, she'd be willing to do an episode with us? And I said, yes, because I want to ask her all the questions, like, forget (laughs) our audience.
2: I just want my personal questions to answer. Yes.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, uh, I probably love a lot of the questions that our audience would have. So that's really good. Um, But thanks so much for joining us today. This is really going to be super helpful because I think a lot of people that are in our position tend to focus more on the actual Podcast side, like the audio editing and the all the like the actual day to day work, but not so much on like the stuff that comes with just generically running a business. I mean, we talk we've talked before about how you tend to be your own payroll department and you tend to be your own HR department. You wear department all the hats. You well, do, mm-hmm. yeah. right yeah and so i mean it, it, you can't be your own legal department you
2: can not <laughs> you're not you just qualified. might not be. I,
0: well you can and i i have and do and it's not a good idea
2: well i mean i think that there um, are a lot of things you can do yourself um you know like
0: sure, I yeah. think
2: that a lot of it is you don't know what you don't know and the benefit of right, coming yeah. to someone like me that specializes in working with people like your audience is that we have Hundreds of experiences that we can say, like, oh, so and so did this wrong. You probably don't want to repeat that, you know, because people come to us when things go wrong most of the time. You know, they put it off for as long as possible. And then, you know, unlike Johnny, they have a bad experience with a client, a really bad experience. And then they say, okay, I got to fix this. I've got to have a real contract. And so you know, when you do the intake and you say, why are you coming to me? They tell you the terrible experience that led to them making the phone call. And so not only do you hear all of those, but then we as lawyers like to talk about the bad things that our clients do. And so then you have the experiences from my 100 other attorney friends that, you know, you can distill so that you have you know, some really great experiences and some things that you want to make sure you can protect your clients for so that they never have to deal with that situation.
0: All right. So, so I, I, just to kind of start us off here. Um, so let's say, you know, I, I'm sure you're going to hear this a lot or you do hear this a lot. Um, I also hear it a lot in my position. Uh, people that are like us going, okay, sure. But like, do I actually need a contract? Do I actually, I, I'm a nice guy. They're a nice person. Like we can work something out, you know? So what would you, what would be your response to someone that said, I think I can get by without it and avoid all this expense of an attorney. Like what would, what would you say is the, are the, some of the advantages So I would say that you're creating a
2: contract, not because you think the other side is going to screw you over, but because you want to make sure everybody's on the same page. So when we go into a project, especially as experts, we have this whole host of industry standard things that we assume our clients know, but they don't actually know that. And so a contract is going to help everyone get on the same page by literally getting everybody on the same page. So we don't need, you know, like, and, and I like to tell people like a contract doesn't have to be a 20 page thing stuffed with legal jargon. You can form a contract by having a call with a client sending them an email afterwards that says here's a bulleted list of everything we talked about this is what the scope of work is this is what payment's going to be this is how this is how our relationship's going to work hit reply if you agree and say yes they hit reply and say yes that's a formal contract i can take to court and enforce Oh, it doesn't have to be. Yes, it's nice to have a more formal one that clients sign that has the legal jargon in it that protects you from some of these other things that could go wrong down the line. But that's all you need to have a valid contract that I can take to court. Um, and so
0: mind blown. See, I, did, I, I didn't yeah, know that. that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, me either. Well, and it makes it makes sense because that's kind of how we treat it as professionals. Like we'll go, no, you agreed to like we, you know, we act like it is a contract, whether it's that formal or not.
2: And so a simple email exchange. Now you need them to say yes, you need that that reply of that agreement, because basically all a contract is is an an, an offer. I will do X for Y and acceptance of that exact offer. your client saying yes, that sounds good and then a promise to exchange things of value. You promise to deliver your services, they promise to pay on the schedule that you've outlined. That's all that's necessary. That's the only three elements required under contract law for a valid contract. Certain kinds of contracts have to be in writing to be valid, that's why, and then we don't have the he said, she said, that's why I always say, let's just shoot it back to them in an email. Because again, the whole point of the contract is to get everybody on the same page. And so if you just leave the conversation with one understanding and they leave the conversation with another understanding, then we're never going to find that out until it's too late and the relationship starts to sour. So that's why just following it up with that little brief email. I mean, even if it's just like we've done an ongoing contract and this is going to be a new scope of work for like this is, you know a new little sub project you want me to work on. Here, the scope of work is gonna be this email. Here, we just talked about it. This is what it's gonna be. We're gonna add it to our existing contract. That's all we really need in order to have it. Because again, why we're having contracts is not because we're gonna get screwed over. It's because we want to have long-term relationships with people successful relationships. And so we need to make sure we're on the same yeah. page and not unintentionally disappointing yeah. our clients because they had an unrealistic expectation or an off-base expectation yes, about what of we're going to do.
0: Yeah, and see, I think a lot of people can kind of, the, the, the right kind of person does kind of end up getting away with not having a contract for a while because you are very clear and you can communicate well. I think, not that you don't, don't need a formal contract, but like, I think, people tend to get away with it more when they are extremely clear about their expectations and their, what they're offering and stuff. So, I mean, I'm going to ask two questions in a row, Johnny. Yeah, go um, for it. So I guess if, if someone wasn't going to hire an attorney or they were adamant or they don't have the budget or just they were like, no, what is the number one thing you would tell people like me to fix now that is like so dumb that you can't believe people actually do it? Like what is the, you know what I mean? Like the low hanging fruit that like, just start doing this So the low hanging
2: fruit usually is that follow up email. That let's make sure that documentation and that the call to action of that is hit reply and say, yes, if you agree. That's the low hanging fruit. That's the easy, simple thing you can take away from today of like, this is one thing that I can do to improve my business. Is bullet it out, have them hit reply and say yes, and then document somehow, save that in a place, print it as a PDF, save it in a place, do something so that you have yeah. a record of it. That's the super low yeah, hanging I think,
0: I think that's, that, that is, that is so true. And I think, I mean, this is what I do with clients. This is a little tip for anybody that I, I have a really bad memory. And uh, so what I tend to do is I'll like transcribe every single call that I'm ever on. I'll record it and I'll transcribe it. And then I'll throw it in like an AI and be like, summarize this call, right? And then I'll send it to the client in an email and be like, here's everything that we talked about bullet by bullet. And j- just as like a, I know you've seen this. Well, and so, kind so of way, then like, we... your,
2: your call to action, the thing you're going to add to that, it's the call to action of hit reply and say, right. yes, yeah. if you're on the same page, this is what we talked about.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, they yeah. don't I know you've that. gone that's, that's through this process to
2: actually transcribe and to, you know, do it right. to clean it up. But um, yeah, so then we've got a valid contract because we've got an offer. This is what I say we're going to do. This is the promises that we're making of the things we're going to exchange. And then the client has said, yep, I agree. That's that's my understanding. And we've got a valid contract right there. Mm-hmm. And it's in writing because we've sent it over email.
1: I was going to throw in real quick uh, to that. I think someone new to freelancing or new in the creative field, uh, why you would want to talk to someone like you and eventually hire them to make a contract is, I work with clients now that won't work with me if I didn't have a contract in place to show them like, hey, I will do this work. I, I'm guaranteeing you you know, through this contract that I will do the work for you at this price. There will be penalties if you don't hold up your end of the bargain just as long, as well as there will be penalties for me if I don't hold up my end of the bargain too. Um, so I think that's a, a a consideration that maybe newer freelancers or new creatives don't think about um, when they're like, oh, I can get, I don't need a right. contract. No, right
2: I now. mean, the investment pays off in the kinds of clients that you can work with. I mean, there are kinds of clients that like, there are definitely clients, once you get to the next level, that are going to say, we use our contract, your contract. I don't care about your contract. It's our contract or no contract. Um, you know, there is that other tier of clients that, you know, especially once you start to have big corporate clients that have in-house legal departments, they're like, we've got pre-approved contracts. These are our independent contractor agreements. You use ours or you don't use one. Um, But and there can be some negotiation of like these kinds of clauses need to be inserted into yours because you've never had a podcast before and you don't know that these are the kinds of things that can come up in this situation. Um, But yes, there I definitely think to Johnny's point, there is a professionalism that goes along with making that investment to show your clients that you're a professional, you're running a business, you're treating your business like a business. And that they can expect that you will perform like professional. Yeah. And give them peace of mind that like, these are, yeah. these are the things, you know, I can take this to court. My attorney can take this to court. If he doesn't deliver, my attorney can take this to court and enforce it and get our money back or, you know, get these ramifications can happen so that we're protected is if he doesn't live up to his end of the deal.
0: See, and I'm not going to say that every client that is like sketched out by signing a contract is bad, but I would say that way more contracts, there are way more clients that are sketchy are going to be like, I don't want to yeah. sign
2: anything. No, then I, I totally agree. Like clients who refuse to sign contracts, that is a huge red flag. Like if, if a yeah. client won't <laughs> sign a contract, you know, like, you know, there's a, you know, when I first was getting ready to open my law practice, cause I'm, also, a licensed, I'm a licensed attorney. And then I've got the Artist JD, which is kind of educational products for um, DIY products for creatives um, around this kind of stuff. When I was first getting ready to do it, I was interviewing every business owner I could. And one of the interviews I did was a guy who owned a tattoo shop that was around the corner for me. I lived in San Francisco at the time. And um, he has a moleskin notebook that he calls his shit I'll never do again book. And then hopefully swearing is okay on the podcast. Um, yes. Totally. Was, you can you bleep that out and people will know what it is. Um, but so when <laughs> I opened my firm, um, he gave me my own shit I'll never do again moleskin notebook. And um, in it, he writes down all of those lessons that you learn. Um, and so in there, I've got so many things that over time I've realized are red flags and claims. Like when clients come to me and they want me to sign an NDA before I even talk to them. It's like, do you not realize what an attorney is? Like everything you tell me is confidential. Like signing an NDA is it's completely pointless. <laughs> um, You know, like certain things, like when, you know, like I do all my work as a flat fee and people, the full amount is due up front. And, you know, the people who really want to like bargain and negotiate and do all of that kind of stuff, it's like... I can tell you're going to cause problems and we're not going to be able to work together very well. You know, like, and so I've got all these red flags over time. And one of them is, is like when people don't want to sign a contract, I actually have the excuse of saying, California state bar requires me to give you a contract and you to sign it. If our engagement is for more than a thousand dollars, period. It's it's required by my ethics rules. I have to like, so you either sign one or you don't. and. But, you know, you guys don't have that excuse. And so, you know, but clients who really push against it, like they're pushing against it because they don't want to hold up their end market.
0: Yeah. or, Or they don't know how standard it is. Like that's the, that's, they're either, they either are like planning on skipping out or they're just like, like they don't really get the. Right. Process, and so, so it and might be a there more like, it's a lot of education,
2: you know. I think, of like talking to the client of like, I'm not doing this because I'm trying to lord over you or I'm trying to like force a way of working. I've found because I'm a professional, I've found that, you know, these are the ways that we can make our working relationship easier. And so a contract is just one of those pieces that's going to give you the information necessary to let us have a smooth working relationship. That's all I'm trying to do here. So it's not that I'm trying to force you into something. It's not that I'm trying to, you know, pass a fast one on you. It's that I don't want to unintentionally disappoint you. And so, a contract is one of those ways that I make sure that you understand what I'm in charge of and what I need from you for this to be successful.
0: Man, you can tell you've done this before because, like that, 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 that specific doing
2: this wording for more than a decade, and I clearly, figured right, out yeah, how to that say
0: specific things. wording is very. That like I, that would be very convincing to me if I didn't if I didn't know because I, I like that you're bringing them into it like no right. no no this no, is for you no and that too. is like, number like, what if one I negotiation
2: tip yeah that nobody yeah, ever that so good that nobody ever talks about you always figure out a way to spin it so it's in their best interest so why is signing this contract in their best interest so that they can hold you accountable if you don't hold up your end of the deal
1: that's why I give that's what I tell as soon as I send the, the contract over I always let them know, I'm like, you know, just so you know, there's, you have protection clauses in here. If I don't hold up my end of the bargain, just as I have them, if you don't hold up your end, you know, they're, they, you know, it's, yeah. And, and it, they feel much better about that as whereas well the old generic client contract I had was, it had nothing. in well, It was and, just gibberish. And I think,
2: I mean, part of what's different about, you know, Johnny's contract that I wrote for him is that I don't use the standard form. I don't use this, that all of the stuff is really buried in the contract. Um, I put those things, I, you know, when I was in law school, like I came up with this new way of writing a contract and I tried to get my boss at the law firm I was working at to buy off on it and he wouldn't. And it was, you know, I just want to put those things that change project to project that the clients really care about. I want to put that on a cover page kind of thing. And then we've got the legal fine print. Why
0: wouldn't you? That is
2: the stuff that hopefully we never have to look at beyond the back. And so clients can really quickly see this is the timeline. This is the payment schedule. This is if I miss an episode, this is what's going to happen. If I have a late episode, this is what's going to happen. Like all of those common things that are going to come up. That's a nice little cover page that has pretty much zero legal jargon. They're going to own the copyright. That's on the cover page. I'm trying to remember what else is on Johnny's cover page. That's probably...
1: One of the things you put on there that I had, I had thought about, is you you wrote into the contract points so that if a podcast I, I help make or create or produce, oh yeah, yeah, we did royalty points for Joe, yes, Uh, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: If it gets picked up by a bigger entity or anything like that, I get paid for the work for helping them, you know, create this. They retain ownership, and that is actually a red flag thing, is because I've had people balk at that. I'm like, all right, well then, you know, good luck. There's plenty of other producers out there that'll work on your yeah. terms. And uh, yeah, and I've and I've walked away from clients because of that, um, or potential yeah. clients. So
2: we've got all those things up front. And then the like, if the relationship things start to go south, then we've got the legal fine print that's behind it. But clients don't have to dig through to find out if I have a late episode, what's the fee? It's just right up there up front. What, when do I pay? How does that work? All of that's just right up there front. Um, and that really not only helps you, but helps your clients and kind of, again, all these things to create smoother working relationships, which is what our goal of the contract is. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. See, I'm a non-confrontational person. And every time I read a contract that I have to like sign, I feel like I'm getting yelled at almost like, you know what I mean like <laughs> Well, you by mean that, that like, limitation of liability
2: like... section that's all bolded and all capped in there? Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like if you're signing like a new lease on an apartment or something, like it's always like... You feel like you're getting screamed at because you did the thing in the, that they say not to do like, don't put candles on, you know, whatever. But like, I think that is really, that's a really good idea because I think that kind of eliminates that a little bit. Like you're, you're, whether you're doing this on purpose or not, you're basically saying like, don't worry about this unless there's a problem. Like that's, that's the stuff that if, if it, if it comes up, it comes up, but this, this is, is the stuff you stuff need to worry about. Care. And like, then as long as we up, can follow yeah, yeah, this so page, smart.
2: page and a half, we're never going to have to look at those terms. Never. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. I'm going to, I, I, even if I, you know, even if I, if I have someone else do a contract or whatever, I'm going to specifically ask that they do something like that. Cause I think that's such a good idea.
1: Well, while we're on that topic, uh, Kiffini, you, you've been working on some, yes. oh, uh, yeah, yeah some stuff for like to make it easier for people to get contracts so
2: um one of the challenges of being an attorney is that you are licensed on a state-by-state basis so i can only help people who are based in california um and so that's part of the reason i initially created the artist jd which is uh kind of an education platform for creatives so that they can understand the law but then also has diy products um and i've got some contract templates and right now Um, I am working on one for kind of podcast consultants. I already have one that's for podcast guests. If you want to have a contract that you can um, use with your guests so that you, they can understand, um, you know, what the expectations are. And that one's a simple, like one pager. It's super simple, um, but it includes things like one thing that people don't think about when it comes to podcast guests, just as a little side, which is a good piece of information is that um, states have what is called rights of publicity laws that I get to control how you use my name, likeness, or photograph to advertise your products and services. And so a podcast guest contract should include um, a waiver that says you give me the rights to use your name, to use your photograph, to use your biography to sell our podcast um, so that you can use it in whatever way you want. Um, And so...
0: Dang, I, didn't, I would never have thought of that, and that yes. is very smart. Yes, um,
2: and so I've got a podcast guest um, template that is just a simple one-pager, kind of really simple agreement, and then I've got the longer one um, that um, goes through things like, you know, the things that I've learned over time. Of It has points as an option. Um, it has um, ownership, how ownership's going to work, different options there, uh, um, all of those kinds of things um, that you can pick and choose, the right clause, if it's a retainer versus a one off kind of you're just being hired for a season and it's going to be a set or if it's a monthly retainer situation you've got different options when it comes to those kinds of things
0: when i love that cuz i i do so many different things that like it would be really nice to have kind of a build it as you go like you know what i mean like have a bunch of yeah, pieces yeah yeah and i try and to we kind we of try to make contracts together.
2: so they're choose your own adventure kind of things so that you yeah. know you can really keep them as flexible as possible um, all the contracts that I sell, um, how I help you is that they come with a video where I walk you clause by clause. And Johnny's experienced this of walking you clause by clause through the contract so that you really understand exactly what it says. So if a client has a question, you can feel confident, okay, I can answer the question. I know Tiffany told me exactly what that is, um, how that works. But then it also helps you pick the appropriate option for different situations. Um, so that comes with it. And then because everybody learns differently, there's transcripts and there's, you know, so that you can get the information in the way that makes the most sense to you. Um, they're Google Docs, so you can download them and, you know, customize them. Um, so yeah. So um we'll give you guys the um it's gonna be the artist courtyard slash podcast, will be the podcast bundle that they can um Go ahead and grab
0: those templates if that's interesting. Say nothing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna it's go there right now. We'll be <laughs> At the time out. of
2: recording, it's not <laughs> uh, there.
0: Yeah, it's yes. not up yet. I'm gonna go there right now as you are listening to this, listeners, right now. Um, no, for real though. That is that is so awesome, and I think that is a crazy good resource because, like I said, first of all, like every client is different for me. Like I do different stuff, but also like. You know, I, I like the idea that I can, I'm, I'm a very DIY guy. Freelancers tend to be like that. Like we just want to kind of do stuff on our own and like, how can I do it myself? Cause it's just easier, quicker. Like I can just do stuff. And that, that really appeals to me because I can just kind of go, Hey, this client doesn't necessarily need that clause. We can just skip that. And so that's, that's great. That's fantastic.
2: So, and I mean, the downsides of, you know, these kinds of templates is they're not customized to your working style. So like Johnny and I had a question about like, what's your working style? What are your red flags? What are all of these? And then I customized his contract to his working style and the, the things he doesn't want to do for clients isn't even an option in his because we don't even want to go that down route. Hmm.
1: In fact, uh, the I, I need to get back in touch with you because the first version was studio stuff and I don't even have a studio anymore. You know that was part of it i do everything remotely now yeah. so uh-huh. uh yeah so things change things update yeah.
2: so and you know. you know like one of the things that i do that's a little different is that i once i write your contract i let you use it for a while and then you can come back to me and i will do a round of edits to it to make sure that it actually works for the oh, way you fantastic. work and things so um, all of these little That's tricks I've learned view over the years of how it works, to make yeah. <laughs> make the process a little bit smoother. Because I can't write a perfect contract the very first time. Like I until you get the contract out in the real world, I'm never going to have, in my opinion, the perfect contract because, you know, I'm making these guesses and assumptions about what your based on what you've told me your working style is and who your clients are and where their pushback is gonna be and those kinds of things. But we don't really know until you're using it. Like, are you going to get consistent pushback on this one thing that we really like? Like, clients might be like, no, we're not going to, we're not, that's not going to fly with us. Um, or, you know, pandemic, pandemics happen or situations change. You know, like I moved, Just true. Um, you know, in 2020, I moved into my RV full time and now I travel around the Western United States with me and the dog and the RV. And so the way I have to work with clients is different. And, you know, so like life changes and then, you know our contract doesn't work for us anymore because a lifestyle and choices Techn- and yeah of things.
1: technology changes mm-hmm. the work yeah. environment changes you know so many things evolve and change. So
0: I've actually thought I should probably throw a clause in my contract that says that I'm allowed to use AI because that's a whole that's a whole can of worms right there. Like there's a whole there's so many considerations that I've thought of. Like that I'm a little bit like I'm I'm upfront with my clients, but I don't necessarily tell them every little thing. And it might be nice to just be like, well, I did tell you this like on the back side where, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. And, yeah. and AI that's, is that's a true.
2: whole, its own whole ball of wax. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: We are we are planning a whole episode about that. And I can't wait for it because that's going to be fantastic. It's going to be me talking at Johnny for 30 <laughs> minutes. Is what yeah. <laughs> <gonna be>. <laughs> um,
1: well, Tiffany, if um, I mean, you've given our listeners and Cody and me so much to think about. So many considerations like if people want to follow up with you, if they want to follow you on social media, if they want to reach out, get these contract templates from you, like how do they go about contacting you and follow Yeah.
2: So you? the artistscourtyard.com slash podcast is where you'll find all of those. Um, the artistjd.com is like my main blog and those kinds of things. And you can I'll have a link from that podcast page so you can you can find it. Um, I'm not too much of a social media person. Um, I do have the handles, The Artist JD on Facebook and Instagram, and I am myself, Kiffney Staley on LinkedIn, but I don't really post all that much. Um, that <laughs> is one, definitely one of the like, you know, moving into your RV and having to simplify your life, you know, living in a 20, 22 by eight foot area, you really have to simplify your life um i'm not
0: glad that sounds my about, like my ideal situation i could i could talk to someone for yes a whole my hour ideal situation
2: stuff, is like sitting out off the grid and so you know internet is less reliable and so you know social media was just one of those things that went kind of by the wayside and then i realized like it didn't really impact my business and i didn't really miss it so i have some like auto schedule things that go out but i don't do too much on it that's
0: it it's cool yeah um well, thanks so much for joining us yeah, again. Like you. Johnny said, that was, that was amazing help for, for both of us and for our, I'm sure our listeners as well. Uh, and as always, if you guys want to reach out to us, we are at podcast at gmail.com and, uh, I'm at CodyCrab.com. That's my website. And Johnny, where can they find you?
1: Uh, flores podcast Or if you want to shoot me an email, Johnny flores podcast,
0: productions.com. <laughs> That's the one. Thanks yeah. so much. And, uh, yeah, this is, I don't know how to end now. Cause I just felt like I did. So yeah. Take <laughs> yeah. it away. Johnny.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Kif. Uh, really appreciate your time. And, um, yeah, it was money well spent hiring you to write that contract. I, 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 would do it again. And I always recommend people. I don't know if anybody if you've had any work from come through from my recommendations, but I talk about you all the time. And like my, and are like, peers and professional circles i i, I, I the first up.
0: time i met johnny i think you ca- i think you came up in the first hour that we talked yeah. so if that's any well
2: if you refer to anyone it's secret so i can't tell they to tell you but oh, okay. i can tell you so yes
1: <laughs> client confidentiality. good point good point, good point. <laughs> cool yeah thank thanks you thanks again your time. Now we'll, it. we'll catch
0: you later